Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. on the program we're doing another deep peaks episode that's right we're doing an episode commentary on an extreme ghostbusters classic deadliners it is unbelievably creepy and a very fun episode uh stay tuned it's gonna be a fun one also we're gonna do a little bit of news uh, unfortunately some uh, fallen fellow fans to uh, to talk about uh, at the top of the show but yes uh, stay tuned a fun commentary comes your way Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! What have you, sh- what have you been shrink wrapping? Lately, Chris? Everything. <laughs> I'm Not worried everything. about you. People on, on Twitter are worried about you, too. Like, we need to stage an intervention because people are starting to be concerned no, about... it's fine. Of... It's fine. It looks... Um... Yeah, it's I not... I half it expected just, everything behind you to be sh- in shrink wrap <laughs> when we started to do this recording. No. To be totally Although honest. I keep, I keep looking at things going, I wonder if I should... <laughs> Can I shrink wrap that that, that yeah, photo? Wrap that? that photo in the background. Can I do that? No. Hmm? Uh, it gets doubly amusing in that I've got uh, hardcover books, doubles uh, of the like. I, I go looking for these old uh, mysteries, and when I find them, and I end up with doubles sometimes, I a go get the I I put the the dust jacket because they're usually falling apart. I put the dust jacket in that library. Uh, cellophane cover, yeah, the right? Dust cover, or whatever. Yeah, the dust cover, like I did on um, on um, Violet uh, Ramis's uh, daughter. Book there, yeah, this was his daughter. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, but this is, I'll give it to a friend. And then I'm looking at it; it's there in its plastic uh, dust jacket, and I'm like, I could probably shrink wrap that too. <laughs> um, no, like did you shrink very, wrap was, the cereal? Did the cereal end up working the way that you talked beautifully. about? Beautifully. Okay, good. Every single box. I posted a couple pictures. I got them all done now. I think I got seven or eight boxes. Uh, one of the Ralstons is like smaller than the rest, and that annoys me to no end. I didn't realize it because they were all folded flat before, and now I put. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion the new Ghostbusters Afterlife is a smaller size box compared to what the older ones were <laughs> too. So that'll be okay. That's going to get shrink wrapped. But no, I shrink wrapped those work like a charm. Like they're now, they're just, they're in their full assembled shape. They just look vibrant and clean because of the plastic wrap on them. Uh, they're being held together. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to, you know, degrade or the dings and all that. And then I finished that and I realized that the Criterion Collection laser discs would have been shrink wrapped originally. And I had yep. them open. I think I viewed them taped it off a couple of them. Hell, I, I think the disc player's over there in the corner somewhere, but it's like I've never got really needed again. 
So I seal them up. I was, yeah, keep it keep it pristine. If you're not gonna, right? if it's not like a vinyl record that you're gonna listen to or something, like yeah. right. Well, I, I might not even listen to certain the vinyl stuff grades. off um, of the, the yeah, laser disc. Um, yeah, I'm now looking at some of my old ones and thinking I may just some of the records. I may do that too. Um, what's the other one? Oh, I have the real Ghostbusters uh, Viewmaster. Oh, which that's you, cool. Which you used to be able to get a couple of ways. One was the, the kind of the hanger version where you got the the viewer and then the the discs were displayed kind of overlapped on top of it, and then it had like the hanger plastic thingy like yeah it's a very self-contained sort of mine is is, yeah. is a box that has and you can you know all every viewmaster ever has always you know look for yourself so it's got the you know the clear cutout that you can look through the anyways it it's complete but for whatever reason it's open when hmm. i bought it it had been open like the people who owned it i didn't pay a lot for it because of that but exact same thing i was like it's always sort of that there and you could see the end flap was just kind of sitting there bleh. nope shrink wrap <laughs> looks beautiful <laughs> shrink wrap shrink wrap um oh, is, this, is this a thing in collecting like just re-shrink wrapping things or did you no. start a trend here I, like do we need to I, alert I, I a monster did, party to like letting <laughs> things breathe to to suffocating them to suffocating <laughs> it i'm pulling uh what's his name the comic book uh, guy in the simpsons putting everything putting things away in mylar um <laughs> Not everything needs it, but there are certain things that I think I definitely... So, like, I have the the, the tops. I have a couple of boxes of the tops uh, Ghostbusters 2 cards. Same thing. Those things get beat to hell. If you want to keep them assembled, they're going to get beaten to crap. So, kind of like, same deal, right? Like, um, what I did with the, the cereal is one of the food... Uh, weekly food delivery services. I don't know if, if you have HelloFresh in the yeah yeah in the states. We have a, there's have like similar, three or four of them now at this point. HelloFresh. Our specifically, yeah, yeah. HelloFresh. So what they do is to insulate the ice packs that they put in and semi keep it semi uh, you know for moisture not wrecking the outside of the the box. They insert this um, double thick corrugated cardboard. Right. It's it just, it's there for insulation is all it's there for, but it's perfect. It's thick, it's light and it's corrugated, meaning it's got some rigid structure to it. That's what I did with the, the cereal. I cut out pieces and place them Ooh, inside clever. and it holds the shape. So I'm looking at the Ghostbusters two box going, I'd love to display those. Shrink so wrap. I think shrink wrap. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I have one of the boxes for, I have the box from the, when the, was it Cryptozoic? Did Cryptozoic do the cards mm -hmm. two years back? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I have their display box too. Shrink wrap. Perfect. Um, That's going to have so to yeah. be our next t shirt, isn't it? Shrink wrap. Shrink wrap. And, and just like an impact font shrink wrap <laughs> something. Shrink wrap. Something like that. <laughs> uh, not everything can be shrink wrapped. I mean, the, I, I know I act. Okay. Uh, on the one hand, I'm not so crazy that I want to shrink wrap everything. On the other hand, I'm crazy enough that I'm looking around at things like. I've got some model kits I haven't opened, not Ghostbusters, but for some, uh, from a war game and it's plastic wrapping was done pretty quick and shoddy. And I'm like, I could take the heat gun to that. I could tighten that up real quick. <laughs> I like, I walk through stores looking at stuff on shelves going, eh. I could fix that. I could fix, I could that. fix that real quick, <laughs> real quick for you. Nobody cares. Just me. All right. Well, uh, 
I, I'm I'm gonna make it a point to just check in on your your shrink wrapping. Uh, the other thing, forward. yeah, I would too. The other thing I'm thinking of using it for, and laugh all you want, everybody, because I think it's vaguely genius, is um, file folders of old, like tax documentations and stuff like that. Man, take one of those and shrink wrap them up. Just holds them together nice and tight. You can pick them up. They're not going to lose anything. Eight years later, throw them in a chipper. I don't know. <laughs> Something. It got really depressing really fast, man. Are you okay? No. no it's, <laughs> well, you don't have to hold your tax uh, records forever, right? Like, sooner or later. But in the meantime, <laughs> I just I just hate that they're like, they just sit there taking up they space. They just sit there. And then you take pleasure in shredding them into tiny little ribbons. Yeah, there's not, like, I don't know. The funny part is, as I look at my shelf, there's not a lot. Like, the one thing that I kind of debated was, is I could theoretically shrink wrap uh, the Funko Pops. Because they are not shrink wrapped. Which means they will just sit there collecting dust and all that. Whereas if I shrink wrap them... That's as close as you get to putting... Uh, and those are the I hardest mean, ones to keep mint because that's what everybody... Well, that's, they want them in the box and they want them mint and... Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is they sell... There are third-party companies that will sell you the display cases, the, right? Yeah. The individual... Those are expensive, right? Like, those things are... Those are hard... But shrink wrap. But shrink wrap. <laughs> inexpensive. <clears throat> Perfect. So... I love now it. Now that I said it out loud... Yeah, I think that might be. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm going to have to reel you back in here. I'm looking at you, giant size, stay puff, number 109. <laughs> Sitting there in your oversized box. Uh, going to shrink wrap you. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> the role-playing games. The role-playing games. That's the ones I did getting next. shrink wrapped. Here on the cross rip, it's nothing. Sh- all shrink wrap Sh- all, all the time. All shrink wrap. Uh, all the time. No, we we have a very fun episode for you. We're going to be doing a Deke Peaks on a not Deke property. That's where there, there's a bit of a folly in our naming uh, structure yes. here because it is not a Deke production. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the Extreme Ghostbusters episode Deadliners, which is streaming yeah. now on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, official Ghostbusters channel. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to jump into that. Uh, so yeah, join us in the second half of the episode. We're going to be doing a, a, a live in time commentary. You can queue up the version on YouTube and you can follow along with us as we watch it down. Um, but, uh, at the top of the show, we're going to do some news and there's not much, but, uh, we want to at least acknowledge a couple of things before we get into the commentary. So just a very quick yeah. abbreviated version of the news and it's coming up right now. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. For everybody that's watching the video, there was no transition. For everybody that's listening to the podcast, it's all produced and it's all snazzy in the way that it uses. <laughs> Video, minimal effort. Um, but uh, yeah, so on the news, uh, unfortunately, Chris, I think we, we have to start with a couple of, of passings once again. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the, uh, well, let's let's start with our, our, our fellow fallen fan, uh, if you will. Um, sure. And uh, unfortunately, I, I, I did not know him. I, I don't believe you knew him. Did you, Chris? 
Um, um, I'm he, trying to think. I don't know that I ever got to cross paths. I, with he's them. one of the Alberta Ghostbusters. I just assume yeah. that all Canadians know each other. That's my. Uh, it's my no. American racist uh, I, showing. This is very racist. I never got to meet uh, Chris Sturgis. Yeah, the Chris Sturgis. Uh, one of the Alberta Ghostbusters um, passed away. Calgary very, Ghostbusters passed Cal- away. Oh, was he Calgary? Um, I thought it was Alberta. My bad. No, no. Calgary um, Ghostbusters. But uh, but but passed away uh, two weeks ago. As you're watching or listening to this. Um, and there, as of now is still a GoFundMe up, uh, for his, uh, his boys, uh, you know, for their education. Yeah. Uh, he sure left, can... uh, he left a pair of young, young lads behind. I, yeah. I don't know much ab- about what happened. It sounds like he passed really suddenly. Um, but yeah, very quickly, uh, uh, Candace, uh, the Calgary Ghostbusters put together a GoFundMe. The idea is to, I think they've met or exceeded their initial goal, uh, but let's that's see. I have it you know, right here. Oh yeah, so they have a ten thousand dollar, ten thousand Canadian dollar uh, goal, and they're at forty. Oh, they're not there. Three hundred. So they're about halfway there as of right now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, very, very sad. Again, unexpected. I mean, not that anybody ever expects it, but um, uh, to to help his family out and to kind of take some burden off of of their uh, shoulders. Yeah. Hit up that GoFundMe. Uh, give him a couple of bucks if you can afford it, and uh, you know, spread the word if you can't. Spread the word anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um it, it is kind of, it's, it's, even though a lot of people may not have known Chris, um, they are the outpouring of love, you know, it's, we see that, uh, from all of the franchises, all of the fans uh, all around the world, even if you don't know somebody, the, the help, the assistance, the let us be there to, to help you. Um, yeah. I, I love to see that as much as we can. He's a, he was a serious prop guy by what I understand too, because he not only, was big in the Ghostbusters stuff too, but I think he owns like a, an R2 unit that he built. Yeah. A lot of the, the pictures. Uh, we all cross over with star Wars some way. Yeah. Somehow. It's, it's very Vaguely funny. Appropriate then to, to, to bring this up uh, as we're recording. It's uh, Cinco de Mayo here. Um, uh, may the fifth be with you. May the, yeah, may we the, we're on the tail end of May the 4th on the May the 5th. Revenge, Revenge of the 5th. Revenge of the 5th, yes. Yeah. The um, but uh, yeah, so so very sad. Go uh, go to yeah. the Calgary Ghostbusters social media. You can check them out for the for the GoFundMe. We'll also post it in the show notes as well. But uh, yeah, help help Chris's family out uh, however you can. Um, and yeah. then, and then a second passing, um, someone who I'm not familiar with, Chris, do you, can you kind of give some background on a video game designer, right? Oh, um, uh, Mike Latham, uh, he predates me in the industry 18. Yeah. By quite a bit actually. So, and if I think he ran in, uh, like British, uh, gaming circles, um, so I never got to meet him or cross paths with him, but, uh, one of his friends first entries into the world of video games was he was designer. Uh, he's, he's listed as designer and audio on the Ghostbusters two quote unquote PC. I have a copy of it, uh, as the PC, but I think it would have been like the, the spectrum or the, whatever it is. The IBM vert. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The BBC comp. Well, I don't know what they, they ran it yeah. on there, but, uh, the one that I was, was always jealous of, cause it had way better graphics than my NES. Um, all the PC yeah. games always had the really cool and the, the cut scenes, which were awesome designed yes. frames with text underneath. And yeah. Uh, so that was his, uh, yeah, it's, that would have been, yeah. 89 that he did it. That's still early days for video games. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're not talking David Crane, one man show 
on the Atari. Not far off of that, though, to yeah. be honest. Only um, a few years out, yeah. And yeah, this came up because um, Retro Gamer in the UK, uh, their latest issue uh, was sporting a thing saying they had a big interview and look back at the Ghostbusters 2 game. And that's how a uh, listener, uh, well, or follower um, on uh, Eric uh, Quakenbush uh, knew him and worked with uh, him and, and mentioned in that uh, Mike had passed there. So, yeah. um, so very sad. I always hate to start yeah. out these episodes with, with these down notes, but um, at least yeah. want to want to get our well wishes to both. Well wishes, know, and we'll 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 honor them a bit further because I I immediately bought the magazine. It's winging its way to me now so nice. as soon as it gets here you and i can discuss the article let's because i'd love work. to know more about because i know he worked on a bunch of really like high high profile games too so it'd be good to kind of yep. just do a deep dive he's, on he's he's got a heck of a footprint in games so yeah. it'd be nice to yeah we'll 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 look at mike a bit more there uh in the i don't know a couple weeks time maybe yeah roughly. let's do that so. uh yeah maybe next week um so yeah, so again, uh, our our thoughts and 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 all of our well wishes go out to the the friends and family of of them, um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll revisit that uh, shortly. Um, on a lighter note, our good friend John Yerkeba, <laughs> God bless him and his infinite energy. I feel like it runs. Maybe it's it's something in the water that yes, have some provides to all of its <laughs> guests or something. Like the energy is just <laughs> endless reserves. Uh, he is working on half a ween, which I uh, quite enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. and has been doing, uh, just in promotion of his sketchbooks, which just came in, he's got these awesome October sketchbooks of all of his stuff from last year. Um, and, and in celebration of that in promotion of that has been doing a lot of like live streaming, Twitch, uh, stuff, uh, Instagram stuff. And, uh, d- d- damn it. I love John Yerkeba. His artwork is, is unbelievably cool. Um, so just wanted to give him a, a good shout out, uh, on the show. Go, go check him out. Uh, I want to make sure I get him the correct props. It is Johnny. It's, it's John, your four, uh, Y U R C A B A four, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So check him out, uh, because he's doing some great work and just go to the official Ghostbusters site. They keep, uh, you know, re retweeting and aggregating his stuff because it's, it's so good. So, um, check, check John's uh, stuff out. And I think news-wise, Chris, that's really it. It was kind of a, a, uh, a slow yeah. week, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I, oh, no. Uh, the one thing to mention, uh, heartening news. There, this is a heartening uh, yeah. note. Is um, anybody in Iowa there, uh, the orchestra for Cedar Rapids announced they, uh, they, they've stuck a pin in it this fall. Ghostbusters in concert is uh, coming back. So, yeah, that what? Bernstein music that? will be... What was well, that? I got I got the score right behind me. I oh, wanted to, I uh, see. for the for the people That's on video. I'm pointing at you, and something. I'm like, I don't I don't understand. I, I'm, tra- what you're... I'm practicing the Rick Moranis <laughs> school of like doing something oh, in see. the side while gotcha. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, they announced their new season, and they're in the listings. Ghostbusters in concert. Yeah. So, so and and we know that Peter Bernstein was was itching to get back on that tour because he was mm-hmm. having so much fun doing that. He is. I'm itching um, too because I never got to see it. I so. never got to see it either. Um, it, to my knowledge, it never hit anywhere close to Los Angeles. Uh, before everything shut down. No, so. I, I honestly, it feels like it only got about half of their run in before yeah. things just sort of went off the rails. Um. So yeah, for the love of Pete. Go get your shots, because A, I want to go see a movie. This. A particular movie in November, and I want to at least have the option of driving to somewhere. (laughs) If it's not coming here, I want to at least be able to drive across a border to go see it someplace else. The uh, 
see the Ghostbusters in concert because man, God I don't miss that one. Right, get back so, to somewhat normalcy. Soon. You know what? There yeah. you go. Fingers crossed. Um, Hollywood Bowl, something like that, and then I'll drive down and we'll go see it. That would be amazing. I, right? I would love to go to the Hollywood Bowl again. It's been far too long. Man, um, or uh, frankly, anywhere in LA. But let's just dream big. Hollywood Bowl. I haven't been inside the grocery store in 13 months. Uh, anyway, that's a different story <laughs> altogether. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, and we'll try to keep people updated as we start to hear more dates and once they start announcing the new revised schedule as to where they're going to be putting uh, the Ghostbusters in concert uh, on. Because from everything that we have heard from the people who have seen it, it is an amazing show. Uh, well worth your time. I love those when the orchestra plays along with the film. It's it's wonderful. So uh, we'll we'll do our best to to uh, boost the signal on that. Um, well, let's let's just do it, Chris. Let's get into the the episode commentary here because I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm not only excited to talk about this episode. I'm just excited to talk about extreme Ghostbusters in general. Like I like yes. the way that we kind of made this some free form. Uh, we gave ourselves a little bit of wiggle room where it's like it's Deke Peaks, but we don't have to do the episodes in order. We don't have to do just real Ghostbusters. We can do extreme Ghostbusters. Um, and uh, th- this was your choice. This was, uh, you, I, I was like, help, Chris. Just pick one. <laughs> throw, throw a dart and and give us a, a good uh, suggestion. And you, you came up with a brilliant one. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Deadliners is, if you were to take a look at extreme Ghostbusters and say, what can this show do that it, that a, <laughs> a predecessor like real Ghostbusters was not able to do? This is it. Like this is the one. And and it and this was four episodes in. I want to say five episodes in to the show's run. So you really get a yeah, sense of like, early. oh shit, they're gonna go there. Okay, fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it had it had to live up to the extreme part because I mean, the original cartoon had some real. This is a kid show moments. And if you're going to call something the next one extreme, you better go there. And this one has it. This one, this one went for full on, uh, uh, let's, let's say, uh, 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 grade school body horror. Like, I don't know what you want to call it. Right. Like it was just Um, maybe even (laughs) beyond grade school, like maybe into like middle school it's, high school it was a, like it was some... a little it's a little freaky for everybody who let's put it this way adults <laughs> watch it and go yeah but uh yeah it's, this it, one was now, well let me put it this way usually when we do these deke peaks uh commentaries uh i get a kick out of i'll turn the episode on a couple <sighs> days before and i'll watch it with and my it. young daughter this is no this one no, i had no, to no. watch on my phone um <laughs> because no, she's not. She's no. not ready for deadliners. This is. There's some creepy stuff in there. There's some creepy Phil Barlow, and we'll we'll talk about it once we we'll see get it into because it there's yeah. some crazy character design. Um, I I encourage you while you are listening to our commentary, watching the episode on YouTube, click on the live chat too that happened when they aired the episode on YouTube, because there's a whole lot of like uh, barf emojis and like oh my god really. <laughs> like it's very fun to see that that happen in real time but um so so really quick uh tale of yeah. the tape uh thanks to our, our good friends at the ghostbusters wiki this uh episode originally aired on september 5th 1997 it was the fifth episode out of the gate i stand corrected it was the fifth um even though it was production number 104 so happened uh very early on in the production uh, how this got past standards and practices i guess it was the mid nineties. It was a different time. Mid nineties. Um, um, and not, it was like a syndic. it was automatically syndicated. It was a syndication package. And I seem to recall it ran in like, 
Like here in Canada, they ran it in the morning. So kids watched it before they went to school. Very early in the morning here. Like in, in the really? States, at least in Colorado, it was on at like 6.30 in the morning on Channel yeah. 20, which was like the UPN affiliate in Colorado. So I don't know if they sold it on the basis of it was a syndicated package and much like Batman the Animated, it was going to be like later afternoons or something. I, yeah. you know, little kids weren't good. Then it ran in the morning. Little kids saw it. What are you going to do? <laughs> What can effect, you do? The, the societal effects are still being felt today. I'd like I don't to think know. that I turned out okay and I saw it, you know, 97, <laughs> that would have made me 16, 15. Um, yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, so so at any rate, uh, it is a very intense episode. We should just dive into it. So uh, everybody, queue up the YouTube. Uh, we're going to have a, a visual reference for the people that are on our YouTube so that you can kind of see where we're at uh, to follow along. Uh, mm-hmm. But for those of you that are on audio, we'll give you a, a countdown to uh, to follow us too. Um, we are going to just queue up that very first frame, which is uh, Jimmy's name tag that you're about to see. Here it comes for everybody on our side. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna get into this because, man. I know that I I, uh, I I sort of play act uh, that I'm scared of the Sandman, but I'm kind of scared of some stuff in this episode, and I'm going to hide my eyes everywhere. So uh, here we go. On the count of uh, three, two, one, and go, we're going to start. Everybody ready? Are you ready? Three, two, one, play. There we go. Jimmy asking about our pies. So... Right away, we're in this dark, disgusting, grungy uh, laboratory, maybe an abandoned warehouse, chains. Uh, we've got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff happening here. With yeah. uh, Ridley Scott is, is finding inspiration for Alien from this first opening scene. Yeah, uh, meat hooks hanging from the ceiling. Uh, uh, just terrifying, man. Creepy, like, creepy medical. And then it goes into, yeah, three nightmare monsters discussing the, yeah, the aesthetics of <laughs> reshaping human flesh. It's like flesh. I, I, I have to like, this is, if you saw this cold opening as a network sensor, and we know that, that the Bobot kids network, and we know that extreme ghostbusters was having uh, trouble finding traction. Um, it could be a big part of like uh, some some affiliates maybe not being comfortable showing this to kids. Uh, yeah, which I mean, to me, I I, I was totally into it uh, watching this as a whatever I was like a, a freshman or a sophomore in in high school, um, and even watching it now, I'm like, man, this is really good. It's really creepy and it's funny. Yeah, it's it's everything that Ghostbusters needs to be. It needs to be scary and funny. Uh, um, shout out to Winnie the Pooh for, uh, <laughs> this, this, uh, cover of the, th- this Mr. is how Jim you do Cummings. a cover. This is how you do a, a, a cover of the Ghostbusters theme and not get bored of it. Like this is a really great cover. Well, like not, it is so much the original theme and not the original theme. Like it's so it, It's very indicative of the time. Like it's that kind of grungy, you know, late Nirvana, um, sound, but but also, like, this was the trailer. I remember this was what was on the uh, Indian in the Cupboard or whatever the VHS tape was that had the trailer for Extreme Ghostbusters that we were all just, like, losing our shit over because mm-hmm. it was different gear. It was this kind of cool rockin' version of of the theme song. And that's what Extreme... Like, they said it was going to be called uh, Super <laughs> Ghostbusters, and we were like, what does that mean? Is it, like, cool anime? And then they said it's Extreme Ghostbusters, and we're like, oh, it's, like, 90s. It's edgy and, and cool. 
Um, so it really like that trailer set the tone. Uh, this episode set the tone for what the show is going to be. J N Klein's gore set the tone for. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a weird hybrid. I want to talk, I'm going to get back to J.N. Klein here in a second, but I want to yeah. talk about the display case in the back. Is that like Peter's uniform or something? Like I, You never just really on get display? a good... No, we never... It's always kind of silhouetted and you only kind of see like the collar and... and but I, I have reason to believe it is probably something from real Ghostbusters. Like it yeah, looks like right? the real Ghostbusters pack. And then obviously I'm back in the saddle... The, the original guys come back and they use all of the real Ghostbusters uh, equipment. So Their gear, yeah. Um, um, so J.N. Klein, one part nod to the producer, yeah, Jeff Klein. Jeff Klein, yeah. But they very obviously modeled the the look of the character on R.L. Stein. Yeah. Like if you've ever seen R.L. Stein in real life, he's not far off of, like he's reminiscent. They, they, they kind of riffed off of, him to make the the guy in the cartoon he's he's almost one part he's, he's one part rl stein one part um martin landau like, yeah he's kind of martin landau a little bit of martin landau going on um but yeah i mean so so in jn klein we do know uh thanks to the ghostbusters wiki and and uh documented all over the place in the original script he was supposed to be hp klein a little wink and nod to uh lovecraft right um, which I, that was probably just changed for script clearances reasons. They didn't want to infer a little too much because there's a lot that's taken from certain things in this. <laughs> Maybe they had to yeah. distance themselves a little bit more. But I uh, prefer to think that somebody went, guys, is it just me or is there a much better in-joke here? <laughs> <laughs> and then stare at Jeff across the like writer's room. Hmm, yes, there is. There is. Um, so, so of note, I mean, we've been talking about how intense this episode is, and I want to do it while we're in the car here. We're hearing about Garrett's uh, writing career, which is a very fun backstory. Um, but uh, back when this show first aired on Ghostbusters HQ, I was uh, talking a lot with Shannon Muir, who was the um, production supervisor on the show. And she mentioned that the scripted version of this uh, originally was supposed to get a, uh, was it a TV 13 rating? So... Extreme Ghostbusters overall is a Y7 rating down here in the States. Right. You know, uh, kids under seven, totally fine. Um, and I'm just pulling up my notes. It was a TV 13 rating. So they were already concerned when they looked at the script, like, as scripted, we can't show this to a seven-year-old kid. This is a little too much, a little too intense uh, for well, them. What did they change to, to, to actually air it? Yeah, because there's a guy with a... <laughs> By the way, uh, Joss Whedon and Co. Rip, ripped off Extreme Ghostbusters for uh, Cabin in the Woods because their nod, their nod to the Cenobites was a guy with saw blades in his his head. So it's, it's really funny. I mean, it, you know, it's it's for all of the reasons that Afterlife is getting some flack for, like, well, you stole this from Stranger Things. And it's like, well, Stranger Things stole stuff from movies of the '80s and and uh, yeah. uh, Stephen King uh, specials and Ghostbusters and Amblin films and watching this it's it's like a love letter to hellraiser and lovecraft and i really want to know what they cut out to make this like quote unquote kid safe like it gets weirder because they didn't make a lot of merch for extreme ghostbusters yeah. but one of the things they did make is uh, boy, jimmy. jimmy yeah jimmy got really tall um they um the the gurgling ghosts or whatever they were these semi-transparent rubber balls 
with then like a rubber ball hit like character head gross, inside with, yeah, with goop. Yeah. The Slimer one made sense. I think the other was, uh, might've been Sam Hain. It's around the corner. I can't see it here from where I'm sitting. The third one was one of these Cenobite knockoffs. The one with the guy's teeth like pulled open. He, and I'm like, really? That's, That's here, the child. The gushy head of a, a, oh, of a hell boy. demon. Yeah. Enjoy. Like and and we know that like Trendmasters had a, an awful time trying to make the toys because of the production schedule that that toys need. You know they were doing stuff based upon like concept drawings, and the show yeah. was just changing so dramatically as they started to get into it. You know, um, Slimer wasn't even going to be in it; it was going to be a ghost named Nat. Uh, it was, there was a whole other, like a whole other version of the show that we never saw because it just changed so rapidly. And, and right before the, the first episode was done. Um, so poor trend masters. Yeah. They were kind of left high and dry with like versions of the characters that are different. They didn't make a Garrett, uh, figure. They had a prototype for Garrett, but they never uh, put it into production. Um, can we, can we talk for a moment as iconic and as, urban friendly as the uh the ghost traps are so as long as you're on like a asphalted or floored surface they work fine extreme ghostbusters uh like hubcap yeah trap, they solved a few things there super practical like it well, is such a good design i was gonna say but real ghostbusters kind of threw that out the window too like there are some episodes where they're just throwing those ghost traps out and they're just landing like you know yeah uh, plain bread side down with the peanut butter sticking up and you're like how did that happen <laughs> i think no in way. another if i recall so in another episode don't they throw it into water and they uh, have like a yeah. flotation ring that keeps them up there's, too yeah like, there's so smart all those yeah like i i actually really like the extreme ghostbusters gear and and the visualist i mean everything like shout out to phil barlow and his uh visual development team on this show because the character design, the backgrounds, like look how cool and disgusting everything looks. <laughs> They're really nice looking packs. Like the, the funny part is, is oh God, that rope with the claws. Like that, this is all just so it's, no, it's this is so not for kids. R rated like horror film. <laughs> they, uh, nobody complained when the extreme ghostbusters came out. Like nobody looked at the packs and said, well, this is, this is stupid and it's not the original. I think the only complaint that I ever heard, and I'm still questioning it, was the reload canisters. What yeah. did that do? The proton canisters. It was just a cool thing that they could be doing that was like a good action, a good movement. It, it, yes, it made sense. Uh, <laughs> reloading, it, it gave you excuses for... <laughs> if you're firing an energy gun that's got a power supply that will last in a measure of years... <laughs> It does. The real Ghostbusters had to do things like, "Oh no, it broke," or "Oh no, it's wet," or something. Yeah. Right? In Just this case, they're like, the packs. Yeah. "We're out. We're out of quote unquote ammo." But they had to keep the nuclear side, so it didn't make a lot of sense. Because yeah, nuclear energy doesn't exactly get spent that way that quickly. No, no. So yeah, ref- <laughs> This is just, it's a great setup here too, because we were just talking about the packs and having to find ways around the packs. Yeah. That's the one that's in the gurgling. Oh boy. The the spindly guy, just his head, mind you. Because you know, that makes it better. And the, and the, the one with the sort of, uh, Guillermo del Toro eyes in the hands, that's Maurice LaMarche, right? That sounds an an awful lot like Maurice LaMarche. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely him. Yeah. (laughs) 
That one. That is like, the, yes, that's the head you sell to children. With the drills for hands and just, and, and poor Roland here. Like this is just like Roland, he's going to need therapy after this episode because like all of the, the disgusting stuff that they see, then he goes into that mist in a little bit here and disappears and, and goes onto the operating table. Like <laughs> I, I just, and, and, little- and they're so good about just sort of like, adding some levity to things like because there's no Peter Vankman, there's no like the, the go-to for jokes. You don't have that Michelangelo character where you can just rely upon for your, your, um, humor. Yeah. Like Garrett's got some good stuff in here. Eduardo, like this is a really great Eduardo episode. They really give everybody something to do in here. Sorry. I stepped on you. What were you going to say? I did you? Cause I, I've been watching, <laughs> Thanks, Kylie, for that little bit of exposition that the ghost trap is useless. We cannot just handle this the way that we normally do. Uh, I didn't mention it at the beginning. Did you recognize Jimmy's voice? Uh, is it Billy West? At the it's beginning? Billy West. Yeah. yeah. Who wasn't exactly, it wasn't at the start of his career. He had a lot of stuff and ran Stimpy under his belt of that, but he was yeah. still. This was do, about the same the time work. as Futurama, right? Didn't Futurama yeah. start around uh, this, this time? 90, no. 97, 98? No, Futurama came later, I think. Oh, yeah, shoot. But yeah, Billy, Billy West, uh, the voice of Slimer in this as well, because yep. no Frank Welker to uh, lend his uh, number one at the box office of all time uh, talents uh, t- to uh, Spangler, Spangler Spirit Guide. Spangler Spirit Guide. So, all right, is there is there our Vathek? I should have looked this up before we started recording. Is is that something that is like there is lore and kind of history behind, or is this something that was made up for the show? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. I have no okay. idea. I think it was made up, to be honest. Because I, because I, I, I feel I feel like again it's another nod to R.L. Stein because that was the conceit of one of his early stories. Was uh, wasn't there one of them where the story was being written as they did as they. Yeah, I mean, there's As been, the people yeah. in, in it, yeah, there's, it's there's been, been done a few, a few times, yeah. right? Like it's, it's an um, old, old, old trope. Yeah, it's a, it's an old trope, but it works so well because it's just so scary. So Vathic, I just looked it up, uh, dates back to a Gothic novel in 1782. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it's very, yeah. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein within the, that sort of pantheon of, of Gothic fiction. Um, so there, there's some, there, there's some historical, like, again, they, I know they researched yeah. a lot of the, with golems and things like that, uh, in the show, uh, much like the IDW guys do. <laughs> Gumhead. <laughs> rewatching this a couple days ago, it just reminded me of like all of the cool slang that I want to pull from this. Like at one point Kylie calls them iron Johns. I thought I was talking over it. I think it was back when they're in the, the diner, like, will you two iron Johns get on with it already or something like that. But like, that's, that's great. Little nod to Kubrick here. Yeah. So we've got Stephen King, Lovecraft, uh, Clive Barker, uh, Kubrick, uh, Landau, Martin Landau, you know, he's, he's in here. <laughs> Pull the strings. 
Ah, poor guy. Uh, I want to say that Garrett's at some point, like, uh, was it in, maybe in crossing over in one of the IDW books, uh, Eric Burnham pulled out, uh, Garrett's writing aspirations again for something. And I can't remember what it was now. And it was, it was one of those like perfect nods to, you know, Oh yeah. my God, way to go, Eric. <laughs> I like that he's uh, typing on uh, old fax machine paper. Uh, yeah, just how, a continuous roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. For for the purposes of the story, it works really well. But where is that paper coming from? There is I no paper it, source. Let's there. just say it's supernatural. It's, it's just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I'm very jealous of Klein's uh, library here, though. Like, I've always wanted a library with, like, all this uh, awesome uh, space and the rolling ladder. and A fireplace, the rolling ladder, yeah. uh, Cenobites uh, telling me what to do all the time, enslaving me in my own (laughs) home. This this shot right here, this is the thumbnail, by the way, on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Good God, that's scary. Like the being bit. on the operating table, point of view, looking up at these these horrible monsters getting ready to perform unnecessary surgeries on you. Yeah. Uh, the sheets of paper there, words like gristle. Like, no. This, what? This is, <laughs> no. Like, look at that. Like, imagine being a kid looking at a face and realizing that the lips are sewn shut, but you oh, can see God. the jaw working behind it, right? Like. Something I love here is is we do get a sense that Garrett is a terrible writer uh, because <laughs> he's like an egg and monkeys with tire irons and well I do I do like that he typed up what are they called trunk monkeys <laughs> <laughs> he attacks the ghosts with trunk <laughs> monkeys ah uh, the the voice cast on this was just so awesome like uh, Jason Jason Marsden doing uh, Garrett there like just sold it. Just gave like gave it his all. Made him such a like macho dude, bro, uh, but so likable at the same time. Worked so well. Yeah. Um. This is a really old. weird mansion. <laughs> uh. Ooh, yeah. Let's just come up with some more nightmares to show yeah. kids. No, no, thanks. I'm I'm good. Like, remember, Guillermo del Toro did monsters with eyeballs in its hands, and everybody went, that is horrific. Well done. And 15 years earlier, these guys uh, went, let's yeah. show it to children. <laughs> let's just let the kids have it. So, because I, I, I'm, I'm not well-read on my Lovecraft. Um, is, there, is there a Lovecraft story that's a lot like this, too, or? Not that I recall. Yeah. Why you? I have not read the entire Lovecraft uh, mythos. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I need to, to do. I I should have been spending the last thirteen months and stay at home, reading up on things like <laughs> Lovecraft and. But what did I do? I watched Mandalorian three times. Um, <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what you do. You're under you no do. obligation to do nothing. Man, okay, so all of these humans that they have, you know, altered their flesh and turned them into the Cenobites here. 
like the the one the poor maid from the bed and breakfast is probably the creepiest out of them all because they turn her into this weird raggedy and kind of disgustingness but again all of the character design in this is just so good and gross by good i mean disgustingly gross yeah makes you wonder where some of these other people were pulled from too like because there's like one of them is wearing like some sort of weird unitard or something like uh, yeah, it's just very like a, strange a mechanic in there with the overalls on yeah <laughs> they never explicitly went into it but it feels a lot like uh garrett's got himself one of those uh murder ball sport chairs you know what i mean <laughs> that's true where the wheels like that one shot where it lands the wheels are kind of they got a little bit of a can't to them uh, yeah they're kind of they're they're arched out and he at one point he's playing basketball if i remember right too and it's right like, like yeah, so again they never get into it but it just feels like yeah. they've decided that he's uh well, he was I, I think the the sell on him if i remember right was he was an extreme sports junkie adrenaline yep. fueled extreme sports junkie and that makes sense that didn't he base jump in the uh yeah the first episode or something like <laughs> or uh one of the later ones maybe oh no maybe it was the the fear itself one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fear itself where he's, I'm not afraid of nothing. And you that, yeah, exactly. find out that he is, but his rejection letters here. Yeah. The funny part is, is I know really good writers that have to go through that, right? Like a pile of rejection letters is not exactly yeah. <laughs> uncommon with writers. So, so just to, so because we're coming up on the end already, I can't believe we're already know, through the right? episode. Um, I do want to point out that this is a very great, a demonstration of how strong these characters are. All of the flack that the poor characters in Extreme Ghostbusters take, there was no Egon. Egon is only on the radio. No Janine. Janine's only yep. on the radio. No Slimer in that episode. Like the the four leads end up having to carry the entirety of the show, the and thing. it works so yep. well. So we saw we saw Egon just long Shannon. enough to walk into the room and say, "You got a job." Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's and and we could have started with back in the saddle because of course you get the the original OGBs back. Um, but I want to uh, give another nod to the this end credit music too, which is that's all Jim solid. Latham. Like the music yeah. for this was okay. So funny story about so. Jim Latham. Thanks everybody. <laughs> we are done with the episode there. By the way, um, but funny story about Jim Latham. Uh, and it's, it's going to tie back to something that I put on our agenda to talk about. I promise you, uh, Jim Latham, who did all of the score for extreme ghostbusters, uh, wonderful score, very creepy, really kind of sets up, especially if you listen to the, um, Theodore Shapiro, um, answer the call score. Like there's a lot of uh, winks and nods in that to the extreme Ghostbusters score. Uh, he did the music for the final movie special for Columbo. The Columbo likes the nightlife uh, episode. And we just watched it recently and you hear like little bits and pieces of his kind of like late nineties, like techno noir kind of like stuff that he, he kind of infused into extreme ghostbusters in Columbo, which is like the weirdest thing. Um, but, uh, I, I bring that up because I have been enjoying, you've been rewatching uh murder. She wrote and, uh, they yes, go, I don't have Columbo. I actually have on disc, some of the Columbo movies, but I don't have the early stuff. So I, yeah, I went with murder. She wrote Been watching that instead, but they, they go to the Biltmore. Uh, Columbo goes to the Biltmore. Like it seems like every third episode, because that's just a great LA location and it's got a lot of space and ballrooms and 
all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but anyway, so I thought that was fun. Um, but there it was everybody dead deadliners. Uh, the, the 22 minutes that just flew by, I, I was kind of worried about this, Chris. I had a feeling that we weren't going to talk too much about the episode itself and just talk about extreme ghostbusters because it is so vastly and infinitely different from real ghostbusters that you just can't help especially because we have done a couple of real Ghostbusters commentaries now. And once you're playing extreme Ghostbusters and you're watching it, it's like, man, I wish the show would have been on for seven years. Like they could have just, they could have gone to places we would not believe, but yep. poor, poor Dan Aykroyd would be just feeding them. Like, have you heard about this haunting? Do an episode <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, it was a little self-contained and like 41 episodes, something like that total. I think so. Yeah. I mean, one season and unfortunately, you know, the, because of the way TV worked in the nineties, the late nineties, like they didn't air all of them. They aired them out of order. There were off weeks where people forgot that it was on. It was a, a, a kind of television, a tale that's as old as time for Firefly fans and any other fan of something that it's just yep. like the, the momentum of the show got killed just because of what it was and when it was airing. Um, but, uh, but I'm I'm excited to dive to dive into more episodes of Extreme Ghostbusters because there's just such good stuff. There's so many good stories. Um, you got me thinking there when you were asking about Lovecraft. Um, so Carpenter's in the Mouth of Madness, which references the hell out of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. The one thing that didn't come from H.P. Lovecraft was the idea of the author who mm. was writing stuff and it was coming true and all that sort of thing. Uh, what's his Sutter Kane? The the author of Sutter Kane was writing yeah. stuff, and it was uh, being played out in reality. So kind of, uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I went to tvtropes.org, and they have one called "I Just Write the Thing." There is a trope. <laughs> it's um, yeah. I mean, it it happens. Free. I mean, Stephen King in The Shining, the the tortured author. Uh, writing this terrible uh, world around them and bringing their characters to life. Uh, wasn't there uh, um, Delirious, the John Candy movie, uh, where his soap opera characters, he he gets into an accident, he bonks his head, he lives in his own soap opera with the characters yeah. that he's created. There was um, a Will Ferrell one. I forget uh, what Strange, it was Stranger called. Than Fiction. Yeah. Stranger Than Fiction. Where the narrator um, was narrating his life. Uh, yeah. Stephen King, the dark half, kind of dealt with that. Yeah. The guy was yeah. writing ca- characters that was kind of being played out in real. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through it here. No, Doctor Who and stuff like that. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Episode of the Twilight Zone featured a playwright whose characters kept acting on their own until finally they walked into his room and started a conversation with him. <laughs> I remember that one, actually. That was pretty good. I can't remember the name of it. What was it called? Uh, man. But yeah, oh. it is It is a little thing. People like yeah. to play with that, but uh, um, writing reality or reality is being written out of the book and all that, so... Well, Chris, before we wrap things up here, um, yes. I do want to point out that you have designed yet another amazing Deke Peaks shirt. That's right. Um, even though, again, not Deke, but Deke Peaks is the overarching title of our sub show here. Title. So just go with These, it. Go Extreme with Ghostbusters it. is the spiritual successor to the original it, one. So yeah. it, it falls under the, the same umbrella. Um, so uh, go to ghostbustershq.net slash shop to pick up your uh, third installment of the deep while shirt you can. while you can because if you've been following us you know uh once this shirt goes up the other two are already gone so uh this is your 
You got to do it. You got to do it fast because <laughs> these, you are don't the, act, these are the shirts gone. that that show the other super fans that you're a super fan. Yes, which means one in a hundred thousand people will see your shirt and light up, and everybody else thinks you're a weirdo. But that's fine. And and this one okay works doubly because somebody may see it, you know, look at it and say, "Oh my god, goosebumps!" You know, like <laughs> there may be a double uh, meaning here. But um, so check that out. Gur, 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 Clarence, gur. I'm redoing the shirt now. I have a second idea. <laughs> All right, there we go. I'll take it. Gerd, gerd. And on the back, it just says shrink wrap. Shrink wrap. Shrink wrap. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for, for joining us on another Deek Peaks. These are a whole lot of fun. I love doing these, Chris. Um, uh, please, if you have suggestions, uh, we've been getting a kick out of just people throwing episodes at us and, yeah. and telling us to, to talk about things. Um, and particularly uh, it, extreme Ghostbusters. Once we've we kind of already did this overall, you know, fifty thousand foot view of of the series, so we can get into the nitty gritty of things on another yeah. episode. So let us know which ones are your favorites, and uh, we'll we'll jump into those too. Yeah, um, we are. We'll stick to the ones that uh, the official Ghostbusters channel is putting up on YouTube, that just helps, because yeah. there is no consistent place for everybody to watch extreme Ghostbusters except there, and they got about six or seven under their belt now i think like there's a good there's yeah. a good back catalog so if you go with the fact that we're gonna throw in a lot of real ghostbusters yeah there's a there's gonna be a good selection go to youtube check out which ones they have and if you want us to take a look at a particular one yeah just let us know and we'll we'll uh, add it to the including list including fear itself which is the new episode that, yes. that went up live this week it's a great one so if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet go check it out because you owe yourself uh, that that treat don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers i'm sorry we'll do it again we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a facebook page and twitter accounts Friends is dead no kidding just give me the address Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. What do you got in terms of uh, final thoughts for this week, Chris? Um, nothing. Hold Just thinking nothing. shrink wrap, wrapping thoughts. <laughs> Just shrink wrapping uh, thoughts. I feel like we forgot something, but um, not really. I think the next time we, I'm really hoping that by next week, I'll have my uh, my box of the cereal so we can talk about that. Uh, it still has uh, not hit Los Angeles, oddly enough. I, I have heard a little birdie has told me that it's it's coming, it's on its way. Uh, yeah. So hasn't, again, hasn't made it um, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, and yeah, a big thank you to uh, last week's guest, uh, 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 Kevin, uh, who Mr. Kevin Lynn. <laughs> Mr. Kevin, it, what an awesome guy he is. I, by the I way, turned on, I turned on the radio driving Thomas to school Monday morning. Uh, the morning it dropped and. <laughs> Apparently, his co-hosts, who um, know he's a Ghostbusters fan, uh, dropped some uh, eBay-level money to get a box for him and surprised uh, him on air. 
And then, uh, yeah, he threw it out there. He, he kind of name checked us. Um, so I figure we picked up at least three new listeners. So. Hey, uh, yeah, not actually, because, if, not if you're listening to or watching <laughs> us because of, of the kiss FM broadcast, uh, give, give us, us a shout just to let us know. So we can also tell Kevin, uh, yeah, that, that he's, it, he's it turned into something. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of listeners. Uh, it's, it's a great radio station, a very popular radio station yeah. here. I just don't think the demographic of that show is rushing out <laughs> to uh, <laughs> listen to a Ghostbusters podcast. But you know, you never know. I, never know. I yeah, the, the the Kiss format is always one of my favorites. Anyway, I like um, to think that there's another middle aged dad driving their kids to school in the morning that likes Ghostbusters that went hey yeah a Ghostbusters podcast you say so welcome anybody that's tuning in welcome because of that yeah welcome to the show um well uh yeah very fun if you haven't listened to that episode Kevin Lim was our last week's episode please go he was such a, a treat we're gonna have him back multiple times because I love that guy yes um and uh, yeah next week. Uh, we're going to be back to our regular format. We are also working on a build uh, episode, which is going to be something that's different. It's going to not be in the regular feed. It's going to be a live event. Live episode, um, yep. And we will give you all the information you need to know when that happens so that you can join in and you can and chat with us uh, while we're building and it, it turns into something a little different. So stay tuned. Tell us what we're doing wrong, all that sort yes, of thing. Yes. So. Uh, Troy, that's not a screwdriver. That's a pencil. <laughs> you know, the, the, the small things. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, so so until next week, where we will speak to you again. See you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so